All right. Welcome to another Rudy issue. I don't know why I have such a hard time with issue. Say it three times real fast. Issue, issue, issue. No, root issues. Root issues, root issues, root issues. I just slur it. But anyway, um, welcome to another episode where Steve and I, my name is Chris, we're going to dive in and gather around the table to bridge the generational gap and discover and discuss the root issues of our culture. In this root issue, we are looking at what we deserve. Ooh, big question. Big question. We're going to be looking in Revelation 16 and might mm. bop around to some other passages that... Yeah you know, build on that. And so I'm going to turn it over to Steve and he's going to kind of bring us in. Yeah, yeah boy, we're moving along in Revelation and it comes 16. 16's big stuff here. This is the last of the judgments we had. Uh, Revelation um, that comes to John from Jesus, right, for the church to um, embrace, to understand, to take hold of. There's a blessing that comes with that to not kind of get overwhelmed and flee from this book to embrace it, right? Is uh, we have the seven trumpet judgments, the seven, uh, excuse me, the seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and the, here's chapter sixteen is the seven bull judgments, the last. It tells us these are the last. This is the completion of God's cleansing of the earth and His justice right upon the earth, and to those who ultimately reject Him after having uh, a lot of opportunity to turn to Him. Um, and so it, it goes through again. I think the important thing here, just we think about prophecy, especially revelation, and a lot of us have uh, grown up with certain schemes of understanding in times. I would just say lay those aside. Uh, the important thing is revelation, it can only be understood if we bring in the Old Testament. And mm-hmm. the primary thing is the Exodus itself, story of the plagues, the ten plagues of God on Egypt, the deliverance of God's people is a picture for us uh, of, of the final judgment. Yeah. So it's not just what happened then, it's a future prophetic look too. Many of the same judgments in 16 here we see are from those ten plagues upon Egypt, right? And well, it yeah. is God's... It's recycling. It's, it's recapitulation, recycling, yeah. exactly. And uh, you can can't read Revelation in our Western mentality. We want to read it like a story, like chronological. No, we, that is not. And boy, that's going to be really important in the next few weeks as we yeah. get into 19 and 20 and the millennium and all that. Um, but yeah, we drilled in looking at these really strong um, judgments. Uh, obviously, God's final thing and uh, upon Babylon, the system of the world. Um, you know, the sores, all these different things kind of come to God destroying what man has built up, right, it pridefully so. And um, in, it, in, in, in the text, in the chapter, it talks about um, it is what they deserve, right? Yeah. And the justice, we rejoice in the justice of God. Mm-hmm. He is true. He is just. And so it drills down to this hard issue of even as believers, are we okay with that? Do we believe that, 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 they, that the world deserves this wrath? Yeah. And, and uh, that comes to our heart to really wrestle with this idea of what do we really deserve, right? And so we wrestle with that. And I, I just threw out the big idea that, boy, when I really take some time to think about what do I deserve, that is going to take me one of two directions. Uh-huh. It's going to reveal where my heart is. Is the world ruling in my heart or is Jesus ruling yeah. my heart? There is no gray zone here. Now, we as believers, this is an ongoing battle, right? Uh, yeah. Because we wrestle with God. I mean, how many times have we thrown a temper tantrum? Like, but Lord, I deserve, right? We Last all do week. that. You know, exactly. So, but we have to come back to the essence of the gospel and uh, that, that says we, we, we don't deserve anything except well, that's not true. We yeah. do. Actually, it's even worse. We deserve God's wrath. Right. Now, that is tough stuff. We, yeah. uh, we've shied away from that in our <clears throat> culture today. But, uh, Chris, I, I think I didn't read this on Sunday, but I'm uh-huh. going to read Ephesians 2 because it. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah. 
it doesn't get any clearer than this. Um, the only way we can truly embrace the fullness of the gospel, understand the magnitude of what Jesus has done for us in covering his blood, covering, just like in the Exodus, the blood covering the doorpost, um, to deliver God's people. Uh, Jesus is the lamb, right, that, uh, that was slain before the foundation of the world, right? His blood is what covers us, that, that, yeah. that, um, uh, covers the the and propitiates this big word means that he satisfies the wrath of God so we don't have to um, receive take, it receive yeah. that punishment and yeah. we just don't hear that we just hear about this fluffy he's forgiving me my sins and mm-hmm. we, and and called me into abundant life right yeah and um, <clears throat> and so it's a huge deficit so Ephesians Paul says this to the church and he's reminding them do not forget what yeah. you deserve do not forget the magnitude of the good news of what god has truly done for you and he says in ephesians 2 verse 1 he says and you speaking of the church us any believer you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air that's satan and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, that's everyone, yeah. among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of yeah. mankind. Wow. Uh, yeah. There's no way to spin that theologically. There's no way to get rid of, of, of you know, or create some kind of gray zone uh, of a good here, I deserve some good. Look at all the good I've done. Yeah. Is uh, The gospel obliterates that. We yeah. stand before God, and we are either covered by his righteousness because we have faith in Jesus, trusting him to cover us, yeah. or we stand before God uh, and will receive just punishment for, yeah. for our sins. That, that, that is just a rough message that, again, or, or, or even in the church, we've seen it creep into the church that we shy away because uh, it's hard. So yeah. that's going to flesh out real quickly. Right yeah. is this idea of wow? What do I deserve? Yeah, and if I in my heart, if I can't go to, I deserve, I deserve nothing I, except the wrath of God. I deserve mm-hmm. His punishment unless I receive freely. It's Jesus plus nothing is salvation. Yeah, and that uh, that's just receiving by faith. What okay, he's done so I'm going to ask you to breathe. Yeah, okay, because you were rolling. All right, I want to jump back a little bit because yeah. I think that the statement of like you know. It's almost like where does our allegiance lie? Like when we think about the wrath of God, when we think about the wrath of God on loved ones, family, friends, Mm -hmm. associates Mm -hmm. that have not received Christ, do not seek to walk with Christ, you know, and then we're looking at ourselves and we're saying like, you know, I'm walking in this free gift of grace. Mm -hmm. And then when we think about the wrath falling upon those people— It it, it, it it breaks our heart. Sure. It, it doesn't break our heart always in the right way to want to share more of the message with them. And that's what I wanted to address. It's like we're torn because in all honesty, there have been times in my life where my allegiance is more towards the people that I know that are flesh and blood. And I and I look at their lives yes. and I'm like, wow, they, they don't do anything wrong. And, right. you know, the puzzle in my mind is... Why don't they accept Christ? It's not like they're giving up this horrible, wretched life. You know, they're they're living a good life, a good person's life. And Mm -hmm. so adding Jesus to it Mm -hmm. makes total sense. And then when I think about the wrath falling upon them because Mm -hmm. I know they haven't bowed their knee, I know that they haven't received his free gift, 
I know them sometimes more than I know God. It's a great point. And I mean, so the allegiance there is like, do I know God more than I know the people yeah. that I have a heart for? Because when I apply more of God to my heart, mm. then I can apply more of God to their heart. It's a great, great observation. Let me go a little deeper on yeah. that. You know, I think we think of good people, uh, you know, and how could, oh, again, the question of how could God bring his wrath on, on that person or that good yeah. person or whatever if they don't know Jesus. And, and yeah. all, again, only God ultimately knows, right, yeah. who are his. And, but um, I, I, I think that the, the chapter 16 of Revelation shows this. It shows when, the, when all these plagues come, three times it talks about that the people cursed God. Yeah. Even in light of knowing this is from God's hand, mm-hmm. um, that they cursed him and they yeah. did not repent. They did not yeah. turn to him. So let's just bring that into modern day time. So let's take this good person. Yeah. The real test, and this goes for any of us, right, is what happens when trauma hits our life? What happens when we, we observe? What do we say about the, all these Ukrainians who are? Yeah. And, and, and so how does a person who's not a believer handle that? Mm-hmm. So trauma in their life or the world. Yeah. So this is where this is where it comes out in the sense that uh, this idea of well I, I just can't believe in God if, if God yeah. that would allow this to happen this abuse of totally. this child or this trauma in my life I just can't believe that the, yeah. that that in that kind of God that is cursing God yeah. that's doing exactly what Revelation it just is is is, is in a little nicer form maybe they don't yeah. come out and really say it but that kind of language is. Um, is uh that that's cursing right yeah. and and that's rejecting him right so some questions to to go with a person that looks like they're moral looks like they're good whatever it is um is wow where do they really stand on this i deserve or what the world deserves right Absolutely. they've created their yeah. own system of works and what should be you know uh judged or what shouldn't be judged rather than bowing to god and let him be the one only he is just enough to make those decisions but that's where the deficit occurs i think the deficit occurs Occurs in us as believers. How much do we understand His wrath? How much do we understand exactly. what we deserve? Right. And so, therefore, it becomes very hard for us to communicate, which makes mm-hmm. the Book of Revelation and the study mm-hmm. of it all that more important right. to know how to communicate. Because I've right. got a friend in my mind. You know, yep. Yep. I mean, yep. we've had conversations, but we've mm-hmm. never locked it down. Mm-hmm. And everything mm-hmm. about this person, like. Yeah. There's no reason. Right. It's not like you're like going to have to give up alcohol or, you know, right. you know anything right. like that. You know, it's <laughs> right. just like, what is going on? But you don't know what might have hardened the heart deeper. Right. And you don't know how to communicate like your movement into God frees you from that hardened heart and from the hurt in the past. That's exactly And right. so, you know, and so, but because we don't understand the nature of the wrath and the nature of who deserves what, we all deserve the same thing, God's uh, yeah, wrath. That's it. And I think let me pick up on on something you're alluding to there yeah. that's so important is that uh, for us as believers to really drill and understand, yeah. look, we were in the same boat as the, as Paul said in Ephesians 2, yeah. the rest of mankind was. Mm-hmm. But God's grace, if we read on in that, we get to the good news, it says, but God mm-hmm. saved us by grace, right? Yeah. And our eyes were opened, we received that free gift by grace. Yeah. Um, and so I think not only what's important is for us to understand, wow, what we've been saved from and into, 
that should change our heart, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, the main, I think the main problem is we shoot ourselves in the foot as a church because we come across like we're judging you. for yes. We're judging the world. We're judging that. Rather than a heart that says, listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ju- I was just like you until yeah. my eyes were opened. In other words, mm-hmm. I, don't, I deserve the same thing you do, except that I've received this free thing, not because yeah. of my high-fluting spirituality, but because of the grace of God. And, and that should be all the motive of love of God sharing yeah. with them this free gift they can have too, right? Yeah. It's not saying that I'm greater than you. I'm a synergist that was like you, but redeemed, right? Mm-hmm. So No, and I mean, I think on that one statement of if you were to go to the next level and say God is judging you, because that's initial, that's bottom line, that's what happened, mm-hmm. is God is judging. He's yeah. bringing his wrath. Right. But then if you look at the culture and how much Satan has swayed away from any judgment, swayed away from right. any calling somebody out, like we just have to be accepted, then the entire judgment of God, his wrath, is dismissed right. because we've declared it's illegal. Right. But yet we don't have that authority. And I mean, one of the things you said was like, your eyes are open. You know, well, when I think about my own story, I was raised in the church. I was raised by parents who believed in God. And so I don't know if I ever got an actual story that my moving into what was already known to me yep. was freeing me from the wrath of God. Right. And so I really challenge people like, as you think about this, have you taken back your family tree, your walk That's with good. God to say, I was freed from his wrath. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think so many of us, it's like it's what we know, but we've never taken it deeper. Well, that was my story, too. Uh, Growing up uh, religious, in a religious family, we all thought we were Christians. We all went through catechism. We all, and that was early on, Episcopalian and Methodist and others. But we we thought we were good Christian people, right? It wasn't until the Spirit of God hit my mom and dad, hit our family, woke up for us to realize, wow, we, we we thought we were believers, but we didn't know him, yeah. right? And we didn't know the power, right, of the cross, of of this rescue and yes. this redemption. What salvation actually means? It's not just a it's not just a, a it's not cultural a, yeah. thing, right? That we do. We go to church. We're Americans. We, yes. you know, right? We're and, and boy, uh, you know, we're still, I think, fleshing that out so much cultural Christianity and political uh, <laughs> lens as well in that whole thing. But yeah, it's a great point. But I mean, as we look at 16 and as the judgments occur, I mean, it's like when we look at the Bible story of Egypt, as you were connecting back on Sunday, you know, just, you know, God freeing his people, the Passover, the last right. of the judgments. You know, we look at that and we're like, that's just right. because they were using God's nation, the Israel, the children of God as slaves, and that's just. But when we look at it like in the context of the world, it's like we're all just to that same treatment. Mm -hmm. The nation Israel was crying out to God for freedom. God answered that call. And so it is. It's like when do we look at our own story Mm -hmm. and really unearth like what have we been freed from? You know, and how do we process that into our own life to truly understand? Because I think when you look at, like, just even from two Sundays ago, Brian's message on lordship, when you start questioning what is in your life Mm -hmm. and does God approve or not approve, and that's from what you watch on TV to what you read to what you entertain, lordship says, he's my savior, I follow him. And my Savior would not approve of me watching this. Right. Your Savior would not approve of binge watching. Right. Like, you know, and such. Not in a sense of a 
legalistic way, but that he's leading us to the best life. That's it. The best life. And I think that's the one thing that we're always challenging. I mean, we're teaching Jesus plus nothing as we look at all the epistles that Paul wrote to the churches with the high school students. And I'm like, you're going to leave here someday, and you're going to try to find another church home, and you might find Jesus plus this. And I'm like, if that's what's being put on the table. And it's sly. It's very subtle, right? It's not not blatant. Sometimes it just slides in, right? And for all of us, we have that tendency, right? And so, you know, it's like, how do you respond to his lordship and say, Mm -hmm. it's Jesus plus my willing heart to lay down and deny myself of any rights and say, I will follow him. But if you find yourself in a church that says, oh, but you've got to do this or you've got to go through that, in the sense to claim that you're one of his followers, well, then they're adding to the gospel, which Paul constantly is arguing out exactly. of everybody in the epistles. Yeah, you, you mentioned Jesus, Jesus' call to be a disciple. You must follow him. He says you must deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow me. And, mm-hmm. and well, we've just watered down that denial of self thing, right? Oh, yeah. That means a complete surrender of my flesh, my desires, and we looked, you know, on Sunday at First John uh, chapter two, uh, fifteen through seventeen, right? That it says, "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Yeah. For all that is in the world, here we go: the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away, along with all these desires." But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So the whole book of Revelation is yeah. the judgment upon the, the, the world, people's yes. heart that is committed to those three things. That's mm-hmm. the flesh coming alive. Um, and uh, the gospel going out uh, for, for the church is to call people to lay down self, to lay down these desires, yeah. embrace Jesus as their Savior. You know, we talk about the lust of the flesh. Well, that's hedonism, right? Yeah. And that the core of that is, um, I desire that, right? Yeah. And you just look at every bit of marketing. Every bit of our culture is so built upon all that. Lust of the eyes, that's materialism. Yeah. I need that, right? Yeah. I need that. Yeah. And it goes deeper, the pride of life. Here's the core, egotism. At the core of that is, I deserve that. Yeah. Right? And, and the gospel is the complete opposite. It comes to us to rock us out of that yeah. bondage right? in the system of the world that's all going to be judged. The whole book of Revelation is this yeah. judgment upon all of that and, and as well as the spiritual realm, yeah. Satan and, and his demons that are behind all that. And uh, to set it, call us into that beautiful Colossians 1, right? He's rescued us out of the dominion of darkness, right? And brought us into the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of light, which is, Revelation gives us all the details to that. You know, it's pretty awesome. I mean, you know, and I mean, if you're questioning, like, you know, if you're like, wow, did Jesus teach this? Did Jesus present this? I mean, just in this um, Sunday school, third and fourth grade that I taught last week, we looked at the um, the parable of the rich fool. Oh, yeah. Look you at know, that. and... Everything about it was he was making life for himself, storing up, building bigger barns, making life for himself. And it's not just about money. You could be dirt poor and consider that you've made life for yourself. Well, you can have all these desires and and be poor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can have your eyes on everything except God. And then at the end of that story, he's like, you fool. Your life is required tonight. That is God's wrath. That is God's judgment on that person. Not because he made the choices he made, but it was just that was when God's wrath played out. And so Jesus was greatly pointing to the fact that our eyes and our lordship must be fixed on him. That's it. And then when we do that, then we're choosing the better portion for life. 
It's awesome. And so when you look at Revelation, I mean, it's like the book that everybody agrees is there, but nobody really wants to jump into. Yeah. Because us jumping into it is not accelerating the timeline. Well, it's going to rock us it, to it's the God, very depth it's, of it's our God's belief, timeline, right? yeah. You know, yeah. and I think there have been some who are like, well, if I don't ever study Revelation, it won't happen, yeah, right. you know, but it's going to happen. And we're no, not to say happening. when. <laughs> it is happening. You know, now you're talking to the prepper inside of me. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like these judgments are pointing us to his love. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a hard thing for us to understand culturally because judgment isn't seen as love. Right. You know, and I've had this explained to me, you know, that in parenting, sometimes maybe if you have a child who is very sensitive to correction. Yeah. The phrase and the word that was given to me by a high school student was that that child sees correction as judgment. And you're like, no, I'm trying to correct and steer, but yet what has to be shifted is this correction is coming so that you choose a better path. I'm not judging against you for being my child, and that may be how the child's receiving it. And I think we're predestined in our thoughts from the culture of the world to see judgment as a rejection of me where God is really saying, no, I totally receive you, but I need to send you on the right path. Right. Right. No, that's, that's good. And I think again, all things, we have to go back to the cross in our life as we evaluate things. And and at the cross, it it wasn't just the forgiveness of my sins. It's the, it, he did justice. There, yes. Right. There was judgment and the judgment mm-hmm. was God upon Jesus. Absolutely. Taking my judgment, the whole world judgment, uh, so that we would, those who believe in him would not mm-hmm. right have to receive that. And, uh, it's not good news without that. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, it's the mercy of God and the love of God crossing. And he's not a loving God if he's not a just God. Yeah. So. And I mean, you can't parent without correction you cannot parent and lead your child you cannot be in a relationship with another person and not receive correction so anything else no we could go forever okay good stuff all right well hey thanks so much for tuning in to this week's root issue your midweek jolt you can reach us at root issues at ccaspen.com if you ever have any questions or comments we'd love to hear from you thanks so much for tuning in 